Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Hello, everyone. I am here with Scout. She is an amazing friend of mine, and actually she was kind of the one that really was the catalyst behind the Under the Influence podcast coming together, and I'm so excited to chat with her. She has had a podcast called Podcast by Scout for a while, and she recently has just dove into a new project called OK Sis, starring her wonderful sister, I'm really excited to talk with her. And as you guys may or may not know, but Scout actually has had an amazing journey with mental illness. And she really speaks to empowering people all across the San Diego community to really kind of understand and accept that and to move forward with it. And she is just such an inspiration to me. I actually chatted with her. I was on Podcast Fight Scout and she is just someone that I truly, truly just look to. It is such an inspiration for me. So welcome, Scout. Oh my God, you are so sweet. I love it. I love it all. I'm just so excited to have you on and to really just kind of dive in. I mean, I feel like, you know, I really just love what you do. I love that, you know, I loved Podcast by Scout and I'm really excited for OK Sis. And yeah, just tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? I mean, obviously I know, but tell me about you. <laughs> well, let's see. I am born and raised in San Diego. I'm currently living in San Diego. My entrepreneurial journey started when I was 22 years old. I started my own physical print magazine and we had a three issue run and it was sold in Barnes and Noble and newsstands across the country. We actually had Halsey on our third issue. So that was super exciting. I then sold the magazine and transferred it over into a women's digital media site, which I helped launch for a year, which was amazing. And then I started my own podcast to really shed light on mental health issues. It was called Podcast by Scout. And now I'm making a transition. And I just brought on my sister as my co-host. And we have created a podcast called OK Sis, which is super themed around women, around current fixations, and kind of delving into what women like and why. I love that so much. And I'm just so excited for you guys. And I totally forgot that you had Halsey on your cover. She is just, I love her. She's amazing. We got her like right as she was blowing up. It was perfect timing. Oh my gosh. So perfect. Literally, that's amazing. So tell us about OK Sis. Like, what is it going to be about? Like, I'm so excited for it. It's, I love that it's with your sister. I know. So I brought my sister on as a guest on um, Podcast by Scout, episode 25. And we had this idea to just talk about what we are currently fixated on. So we listed everything that we're obsessed with at the current moment. And then fast forward, like six months later, we were at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa for 
her birthday, we were getting massages, we were drinking rosé, we had one too many rosés. Yes. <laughs> we were like, let's podcast together right now. And so we did like this drunken podcast together and it became very clear to me that we had a really good podcasting energy and we were really kind of synchronized in that way and we really fed off each other really well. And I was kind of looking to spruce the podcast up and bringing on my sister that's just like the obvious choice we, we I had so much fun podcasting with her so we created okay sis and what basically okay sis is is it's featured around women so every week we bring on a different woman to interview and we all talk about what we're currently fixating on so it's a place where we can share tips, tricks, but we can also uncover how women got to where they are today and to celebrate women empowerment. So that's kind of the premise uh, behind OK Sis. I love that. And I love even more that you guys started this whole thing when you were drinking rosé and had one too many. That is my favorite part of the entire story. <laughs> I know. And after I listened back to that episode, I was like, we got to do this together. You 100%. I mean, and what's like, what better dialogue and relationship and just like overall feeling than like someone that like you've lived with and like also kind of understands your brain a little bit than like your sister. Like, I feel like that's got to be like, I'm sure it's like kind of like a double standard where it's like, yes, it's good, but it's also kind of bad because it's like your sister, but also like a co-host that like really gets it. But well, I, because we have, we have like sisterly banter in our episodes where we kind of just make fun of one another. And I think <laughs> you can't find that essence anywhere other than sisters. A hundred percent. And I feel like that's, what's just going to make it so good. So, so, so good. So I am so excited for you guys. And tell us a little bit about, you know, I want to, the whole point of getting under the influence is really to dive into the power of influence and like what it means. Right now we're seeing such a movement in digital media, you know, like all of a, you know, we start from like Instagram blow up to now all of a sudden podcasts, like everyone's getting one, everyone's doing one, like me and you have one, you kind of had one before everyone else, but you're like totally getting back into it. I mean, tell us like what influence means to you. You know, that's a really, really great question. I think the word influence has been painted over by Instagram. And so when one thinks of influence, one thinks of influencers, and then one thinks of Instagram and blogging. But to me, influence, for me at least, started mostly with inspiration. So what am I inspired by? Um, when I was younger, it was certain books that I was reading or certain paintings that I admired or certain figures of history. Also probably current day celebrities like the Olsen twins. But for me, it means being inspired by and held, what's the word? Like trust. There's a trust there. So you can go to someone, whether they're a political figure or a celebrity or a poet or a blogger, and you trust what they have to offer. And therefore you can feed off of that and incorporate what you think fits into your daily life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love what you said at the beginning about how you were like influence was kind of all of a sudden, like just immediately referred to, or kind of like paralleled with like an Instagram term, like influence is so much bigger and broader than that. You know, like, honestly, the first influencers were like celebrities. Yeah, you know, they were or people of high position or people that people looked to or spoke about or wrote about. 
And so I feel like people miss that. And we kind of just throw influencer around so lightly and so just like freely that it almost kind of demeans like not only what people do, but the people that are doing it well too, what they really do and impact and the ways that they really shift business communities and economies just based on the way that they can talk to very specific, very intrigued audiences. And I love that you said that because I feel like that's so true. Yeah. And I think talking about businesses, like businesses have huge influence, like absolutely huge. Instagram is one of the biggest influencers, in my opinion, of our time. 100%. I, yeah. And I feel like, you know, this is, I'm totally going to kind of like dive into this question because I constantly feel like it's so weird to see Instagram as like such a need in our daily life. And I wanted to even ask you, where do you kind of feel like social media is going? You know, where it's going, I think there is going to definitely be a big shift. I think it's a really oversaturated market that something is going to kind of accommodate or shift. I think it's hard to say where it's going. I think it's not slowing down. I think it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But I also think people are getting more conscious about what social media means in their daily life, how it affects their mental health, what types of content they want to see. I think people are definitely getting more real and they're getting a little bit more introspective, which I absolutely love because I've shared my mental health journey on Instagram. I don't see it going anywhere. I see it getting bigger, but I do see a shift in relatability. And I think the more real, more raw content is rising to the top. Absolutely. And I'm totally gonna like, I love that you share your your journey with mental illness and like you like openly talk about it. How do you feel like social media impacts, you know, our mental ability? It's pretty bad actually for our mental health. I, there are plenty of times where I've had to take social media breaks just because the constant stimulus and inflooding of perfect photos was in turn making me feel bad about my life. And I think that's something we all fall subject to. We fall subject to the comparing and the wishing and the wanting to be other people. But at the same time, social media is a fascinating and powerful tool that if used correctly can make or break businesses. So I think there's two sides to the coin here. And I think balancing those sides is really imperative. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about your kind of journey with bipolar disorder and everything that kind of came with that? I mean, I feel like when I first spoke with you, it was so beautiful to just sit down and like listen to you talk about it. And you talked about it in such a way that was like, I don't know, you like put this like very like loving way about talking about it. And I feel like a lot of people just don't know how to talk about mental illness and they really don't know how to approach it. And I feel like a lot of people actually go, you know, have anxiety or go through depression or go through these different things. And they don't know, number one, they don't know what it is. And number two, they don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big problem with mental health today. And that's something that I'm looking to shatter. I want people to open the conversation and really create a dialogue around it. So I started by sharing my own story. I had my first depressive episode when I was 14 years old and was placed into therapy pretty immediately. And I took a 500 question test that essentially told me that I was borderline between the chronic and clinical depressive state. 
So I was in pretty bad shape from a young age. When I turned 18, I started developing paranoia that men were following me, that they were in my house, under my bed, in my closet, on the balcony. And so that's the first time I really fell out of touch with reality. And then fast forward to, I think was when I was 19, I was formally diagnosed with bipolar disorder, type two and general anxiety disorder. And I had to drop out of college. I went through an outpatient program. I've been inpatient. I was um, 5150, which is where they forcefully lock you up because you're a threat to yourself and or society. So that was a really scary experience. I've dealt with psychosis problems. So I hear thoughts in my head that are not my own. I've heard things outside of my head that are not there. I deal with catatonia, which is when I suddenly lose all mobility and become paralyzed for anywhere from five minutes to six hours, just depends on the episode. But above all of that, no matter how low I get, I always pull myself out of it. And I kind of defer to my husband who comes from a recovery background. He's taught me a lot about mental strength and how you have a choice in how you deal with your mental health. And so I've kind of been on a recovery road and it gets rocky. Like I was super suicidal the last two weeks, to be honest, but I came out of it like I always do. And I think that's the important thing to dwell upon is that you can and you will get out of it. Wow. I mean, and like, not only the fact that you say like, I always pull myself out of it, or I always kind of come back and like, not only do you come back, but you like accomplish like big things. Like you like run businesses, like you run podcasts, like you are like a freaking boss. Thank you. (laughs) No, but it's so like, I think that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from is like, you know, it's so interesting and so incredibly amazing to see you tackle this, but then also to be like, but I'm going to take it like eight steps further. And I'm also going to do all these amazing things and I'm not going to stop. And I think that's something too, just testament of like who you are as a person and really giving people that inspiration and that power that, hey, like you can really do whatever you want. You know, you have the power to go after and do things that you'd like to do or, you know, tackle different things. And this is like, yes, this is something that, you know, might be a struggle or it might be a journey or a process, but, you know, ultimately you can get through it and you can work through it. And there's people out there that are doing it. And I just, I think that's like just such a powerful, powerful thing. Thank you. I mean, at times it doesn't feel like that. So it's always nice to hear it from somebody else. Oh, well, it, you know, from outside looking in. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us like, what is like the passion behind your drive for, you know, your podcast for a repeat by Scout for all these amazing things that you're doing? You know, to be honest, the strength behind all of it is my husband. I was completely lost before I met him and he is the reason why I keep showing up and why I keep creating. He was the one who introduced me to a different way of life, or at least introduced me to tools to live a different life. Truly, when I'm at my lowest lows, and he's the one that inspires me to get back up and to create all these things, but it's also inherently in me. I'm an entrepreneur by nature, so creating things and working on projects is something that brings me such joy, purpose, and happiness. So the more I can throw myself into these projects, the better my mental health will be. Absolutely. And that's, I love that. I love that he's like your inspiration and things like that. So moving forward with that, who was like the most influential person either in your life or someone that else was like in business that kind of inspired you to start your own business? 
That's a good question. I would say probably my biggest influences are the Olsen twins. Yes. I have admired not only their work ethic and what they've been able to create with the Roe and Elizabeth and James, but also their personal style. I remember being pretty depressed when I was 18 years old, but just looking at photos of their outfits for whatever reason made me feel better. Mm. It made me feel inspired. So there's something about the two of them that just kind of inspires me on a, on a, on a deeper level. But uh, my mother is also a huge inspiration for me. She's one of my rocks in my life. She continually lets me keep going. And definitely my father as well. He's one of my biggest support systems to this day. Wow. I love that. And I got to say, I'm right there with you. My, my dad is my biggest support system too. I mean, having a family member that you know, like you, like you, it sounds like you just have a really strong support system with your husband and now you're going into business with your sister and your mom and dad. Like, I love that. And I feel like that's so important because I know for me, it was my dad and that, you know, that having him and having him as someone that just always was like, go for it, like, go do it. Like, let's, you know, like, let's see what you got. And just like always being like, you know what, if something went wrong, it was okay. I feel like that was something that was so impressionable on me when I started my business as well. So I love that you said that. I feel like we talked about that too together, our fathers and how we did in our lives. We did. You know, I feel like me and you actually had a very similar, I don't know, I don't want to say a similar like family life, but like we definitely had some things in common. Like both of our fathers started a business, both of our fathers ran a business. And then we both kind of had that really big entrepreneurial spirit within us that we needed to tackle and embrace. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's great. It's such a entrepreneurship is such a messy, messy road, but it's unbelievable. And I I really wouldn't want to walk any other path. Same girlfriend same there are days when it is so good and same days when it is so hard but it is it is a ride (laughs) that's why I always say I was cut out to be an entrepreneur because I'm bipolar so I go up and down anyways so (laughs) entrepreneur life I'm like I got this right absolutely you're like nope this is my deal this is my thing I own it I rock it here it is exactly 100% so okay let's dive a little bit deeper so Clearly, you totally, you know, kind of get the brand and business side of things. One of the things that I love talking about is how people of influence or brands and businesses of influence, they carry that kind of weight or they have a large community or a large, very tapped in audience, how they're impacting their local community. So what, like, how do you think a business or a brand could be a better influence upon their local community? That's an excellent question. I think it really varies on what the brand's mission is, but I think cultivating a community, whether that's local or national or statewide or whatever it is, is imperative for most businesses and brands to run successfully. I think most companies now rely on the community that they built and the community that that they built is kind of where the proof of the success comes from. So building a community in whatever capacity, in whatever way is imperative, in my opinion, to starting a business or running a business today. Absolutely. And I love that. I love, you know, that you just, you couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) 
I think that's so ideal. I mean, I definitely look to like things like I love businesses that are actually, you know, like they're practicing what they preach. Like, for example, I just had on Adam from Boochcraft. He was one of the co-founders and he really talked about this idea of like having really, he wanted like a business that was value driven rather than profit driven. And he wanted like his values and the company values to like drive the ship. So they like, they impact the community by doing this like amazing, amazing program where they actually go in and they deliver fresh produce to these families that don't typically get it. And then they educate them on, you know, what does it look like to be, you know, have a sustainable farm or how to grow, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables or how to do all these different things. And it's like, they're not only giving these people these amazing meals and this amazing fresh produce, but then they're also teaching them like the importance of it. Like I was like, I don't even know if I know half that stuff that you're teaching. And the fact that they're doing it like in their own backyard in like Chula Vista is like, it's crazy. And I love, yeah, I love that they're like really, like they're letting again, like those values kind of drive the ship. That is so, I think that's tank leading value versus numbers is super, super admirable. And I think it's a good move. 100%. So let's talk about kind of what is your best influential tip that you can give the audience or the greatest influential tip that you've been given? Yeah, I think it's honestly, and this has been said a bunch of times, so I hope it doesn't sound too cliche, but it's to literally just be yourself. There's so many images that we see on a daily basis. There's trends in images, certain images people recreate and recreate and recreate because they've seen them on a top account. There's also just styles of photos. There's businesses out there that you can model yourself, but you need to find that part of you that is different or interesting or unique, your angle, you have to find your angle. And that's the angle that people are going to run with. So if it's a mental health angle, it's a mental health angle. If it's fashion, but it's fashion under $50, then run with that. I think finding that one little characteristic that separates you from the bunch is going to be the main pathos of your brand for sure. And eventually will lead to having influence over a community. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I totally agree. You know, I feel like there's like, we, we see so many people say like niche down, niche down, niche down, or niche, whatever you call it, niche or niche. I say niche. I know I'm terrible, but (laughs) I don't even know which one it is. (laughs) I don't think anyone does. I think I I just, it's fine. Anyway, niche down. I think that a lot of people miss that, you know, like, yes, niche down, but also like you said, like be like fucking different, like be fucking different. Like, okay. Like awesome. You know how to buy and use a preset. Cool. You know how to go and shop the Nordstrom sale. Like what about you is different. Like there's always a story like underneath someone's skin. Like I want to know what that is. And like, honestly too, like the people or influencers that I feel attracted to are always the people where I'm like, why, like, why is she so different? Like, what, what is it about her that like, you know, like I want to know more about. And I feel like we're starting to see that we're so used to these just massive influencers or these massive people that stand in this limelight. And we're so ready to start tapping into people that might be popular you know, in a different city, you know, and they might be popular to like, you know, 10,000 people versus 100,000. But why are they different? Like, I don't know, I guess I'm just off, but that's who I'm attracted to. I agree. Everyone that I follow has a very unique angle and they're unapologetically themselves. Oh, yes. And I, I love that you said that because I think I think people do say like, be yourself, but I don't think people unpack it the way you did. And I don't think people really 
speak to what that means. It means not putting on a show. It means taking down, you know, taking off the mask or stepping out from behind the curtain. And really, you know, I like I always kind of laugh because I feel like my personal Instagram Instagram account is so different from Ekas Marketing's Instagram account. And they are. But, you know, I try to be as so authentic on Ekas Marketing, but like with Instagram, it's just like, I don't even think twice. And it's because it's a personal account. And that's like the things that I love. Like I, that's my biggest goal is like, I want Ekas Marketing to get to that point. I think people will probably also really appreciate the fact that you didn't put so much thought into it and you just put out what's you in that moment. Cause that's, that's real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just think, I think transparency is so key in everything, but that's also, that's me. (laughs) No, I agree. And you've done such a good job with this, just with this podcast already, like kind of focusing on this theme of influence. I think it's a super hot topic right now. I don't think people are questioning it in a forum this way. So I'm really excited. Yeah. You know, I really kind of started thinking about it. I don't know if you remember, but there was like so much hostility at one point between brands and influencers. And there was like all these stories like going across the internet about how like brands are mistreating influencers and how influencers are taking advantage of brands. And we like started thinking about it. And we're like, this bridge between the both of you should be like the strongest bridge on the like, yeah, they are they both need each other so much. Amen. And so for us, so like we took a step back and we're like, first off, why is this happening? Like there's still that percentage of the world that has no idea what an influencer is. They don't know. They just think someone has a bunch of followers on Instagram as like famous. Like they don't know what they do. And so we really like, we're like, okay, how do we, how do we like, how do we get under the influence? How do we talk about it? And then how do we too question it? Because it is kind of like a funny thing if you think about it. We pay people to post on their social media in order for brands to get exposure. It's or, just a new advertising platform. It is. It, but it, and it's just so, anyway, I could talk for days about it, but thank you so much for the kind words. And we're definitely trying to really get into the nitty gritty form of it because it's so interesting. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. I mean, I, I mean, these questions are ones, are questions that definitely need to be answered right now. 100%. So let's go ahead and move on to some fun, interesting questions that usually I use as like icebreakers, but because it's you and we just started talking so naturally, I feel like I kind of just totally skipped over them. <laughs> but I want to hear let's start <laughs> off with your uh, favorite cocktail. I always drink Sauvignon Blanc, but if I'm ordering a cocktail, it is definitely a skinny margarita. Oh, girlfriend, do you like salt on the rim? Yes, please. Oh, yes. Amen. I like it too if they like, I'm always like, can you have like a jalapeno or like a little something in there? Give it a little spice. Like, oh, yeah. I can't do spice. I cannot do spice. Really? Oh. I'm, I'm, maybe it's because I was born and raised in San Diego. I don't know. I love spicy food. It's bad. Like, I just want my mouth to be on fire constantly. Crazy. I cannot do it at all. Not even like mild. I'm like, no spice. Really? That's awesome. Um, okay, cool. So, what is right now your favorite podcast that you've been listening to? Ooh, my favorite podcast that I've been listening to. Let me think about that one for a second. Probably the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. Oh, so, so good. They have like, man, I just sit back and like love watching them grow. They're amazing. 
they are. And freaking Michael Bostic cracks me up every single time. Like I, <laughs> like, I love that. Like she kind of like always like pokes fun at him, but like, he literally like makes me laugh. Like some of the things he does or the way he like holds himself, like in her Instagram stories and stuff. I'm like, I love this person. I love both of them together. I die every time. So good. Okay. So what is, uh, let's see. You love the him and her podcast. Who is like one of your favorite? It could be an influencer or business owner right now. Huh. Excellent question. Probably I would have to go with Gabrielle Bernstein. Ooh. Okay. Tell us why. Uh, I read both of her books on my honeymoon. I read um, Spirit Junkie and the Universe Has Your Back. And she's a spiritual self-help motivational speaker. And her books just totally resonated with me. I kind of grabbed some amazing and super effective tools from her. And she's kind of been a little bit of an inspiration to me as she's built her own personal brand in such a meaningful way. And the amount of positive impact she's had over people is incredible. I love that. Do you ever listen to Chakra Girl Radio? Yeah, I love Chakra Girl Radio. I was on, you guys were together. Yes. I saw on her Instagram story and I was like, oh my God, you guys are together. Oh, you have to meet her. Amber Lee is like my favorite human. Her and Jennifer Jaden, they're like this little like dream team of like best friends. And I work with Jennifer. So like whenever like Amber Lee's in town, I'm like, I want to see her. I love her. I'm dying (laughs) to meet her in person. We have to coordinate that one day yes let's get you to meet her because she is literally she's the best I love Amberly. yeah I love her too so so fun okay so I feel like you're like also someone that is just very like fashionable like I feel like every time like I look at your Instagram or like you're just like the way you design things or the way you lay things out like it's always like a very like high-end fashion look so I wanted to ask you right now I feel like there's like so many like weird ass fashion trends like we have like the like tennis shoe look coming back and like this like 90s flair that's like having a moment and like all this like really like just different like fashion coming out and it's really cool to see but I wanted to ask you like what's your favorite fashion trend right now to be honest I don't really wear trends too much most of my closet is mostly classics in things that I can wear over and over again long term. I think the last trend I kind of jumped on was the gingham trend. Oh, yeah. Probably the last trend I really jumped on. And of course, like two piece sets are always cute, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't like that big sneaker look I'm not jumping on. I'm not jumping on the Gucci trend. I don't really do trends too well. And if I do, it's like a one time forever 21 purchase real quick. It's nothing. (laughs) Yes. I you know what's funny is like I feel like I'm like I can totally jump on trends like I'm I'm like a Gucci lover like I love that kind of stuff I feel like it kind of goes with my name and the whole business I'm in and everything like that but like I cannot get into the shoes the I don't even know what the I don't even know what their names are but they're like I think they're called dad sneakers are they dad sneakers I heard, I heard someone reference them like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Like, I love the whole like dad hat look. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I like my mom was like back in like the 80s rocking like the super cute like dad hats that you get like for free at like a convention. Like love that yeah. one. Yeah. But like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> They're just like space sneakers or something. They're like really intense. 
really intense, like just very like, and I see girls and they like rock the hell out of these they things. They really like, do. They really do. And I'll give them total credit because they seriously do rock the shit out of them. But I don't think I could ever. No. Like, unless you're doing like the blogger squat, like what I want to know what those look like in real life. Like, I want to see someone like out in public wearing those and like assess, like they must just be what it's like without the blogger squat. Yes. <laughs> It's like when you see like a teacher outside of school and you don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Literally. Anyway. Okay, cool. I love it. I love what you said. I am like also too, I feel like I'm starting to like really try to like, I'm trying this new thing where I've like been trying to like invest in my wardrobe. Oh, good. Yeah. And I really like it. Like I like buying the classics. I like spending more money on like the more quality things that I truly, truly love rather than spending $12 on a dress, like, you know, every single month kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. Like, I feel like it just, it like, I don't know. I'm been totally getting into that and I'm all about that. Yeah. And I've heard people talk about that and I I don't know. So now I'm just, I'm like, I'm right there. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Converted you. Yay. (laughs) I know. Okay. So what is your favorite Instagram to stalk? Ooh, my favorite Instagram to stalk is The Row. Ooh. Okay. I don't think I've heard of that. Tell me about it. It's again, the Olsen twins brand, but they do a really good job because they post a lot of artwork. So it's pretty much all just different art, paintings, sculptures, photographs, and they have a really amazingly curated feed. I also like a lot of mid-century modern Instagram accounts. So I'll follow them just to see what they're getting in and what they're refurbishing and stuff like that. And then there's like a few bloggers that I follow that I really like. For the most part, I would say The Row is the most inspirational Instagram for me. Wow. I love that. I'm totally gonna have to check that out it sounds very interesting and sounds really cool too yeah they've curated an amazing selection of art it's pretty awesome wow that's so so awesome I'm totally gonna have to stock it I'm like writing everything down too (laughs) so (laughs) okay so I feel like this is gonna be such an amazing question for you and I'm actually really really excited about it but I wanted to ask you like what your go-to either self-love practices or like just general wellness practices I think, and I'm not the best at this, I still have a long way to go, but meditation has been pretty transformational for me. I try to do it once a day and it just completely changes my mood immediately. And sometimes my husband and I will meditate together, which I find to be even stronger when you do it with someone else, in my opinion. But meditation can take you from having a bad day to feeling a little sense of relief. I think it's one of the most powerful tools out there. And then my other one, I would have to say is expressing gratitude. That's another number one thing I do every day. I have a friend and her and I text each other three things we're grateful for each day. I think spreading gratitude and expressing gratitude is like the best way to get out of your head. Wow. So you actually have a friend that that you text like your like thankfulness. I didn't mean to laugh, but like I'm like laughing because I'm like, that is the most amazing thing and like the cutest and sweetest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, we do it all the time together and it just holds you accountable and like Some days I won't even think to express gratitude, but she texts me and then, you know, it holds me accountable. Like I start expressing gratitude when I might not have done it that day. 
Oh my gosh. Like what? Yeah. And what a, what a way to, to have like a person that's like, like you said, kind of like holding you accountable and like, and even like hearing like what they're thankful for. Like, I always feel like when you hear what other people are thankful for, you're like, I mean, when I hear, for example, like my dad will just be like, Oh, I'm so thankful like for my health or I'm so thankful the sun is out. And I'm like, wow, like I'm a dick. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you yeah, totally. express it and it like opens up your eyes and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, I should be very thankful thankful that the sun is out and that we live in Southern California and the weather's 70 degrees and you know, I'm spoiled rotten. I think that's just such an awesome concept. I feel like I need to start that with one of my friends. You're right. I never even thought about that. Like the benefits of me hearing her stuff. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's got to open up. Like you got to, like, I mean, I think I just overthink everything. So that's why I'm always like, really, you know, like that's like, I want to hear more about what you like see that I'm not seeing every day or what that you're like noticing that I'm not, you know what I mean? Not that I don't notice the sunshine. I mean, I, I do, but no, of course, sometimes you need someone else on the other end to hold you accountable or to like get you out of your own head. Absolutely. Totally. So I'm so happy you told me that. I love that. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to wrap this up. But I also wanted to ask you, what is your go-to guilty pleasure? I have written down here like your like favorite awful reality TV show. So that's also a cop out if you don't have like a guilty pleasure, but I'm excited to hear this. Okay, so it's obviously Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelorette, the whole Bachelor Nation franchise is my (laughs) huge guilty pleasure. That's amazing. Okay, who's the favorite Bachelor or Bachelorette? I loved Caitlyn's season as The Bachelorette and Ben's season for The Bachelor. Okay, Benny boy. I love Ben. Ben, Ben, Ben. He, I feel like he had like a really good lineup of girls. Yeah, the lineup lately, I feel like hasn't been... I'm like, how many people try out for the show? You should be able to get the best fucking lineup every time. Right? Oh my gosh, my favorite, my favorite is when, I forget what season of Bachelor in Paradise it was, but when Robbie was on and he was talking with Raven and she was like, they were like out on like a date or something like that. And she like asked him like what he wanted to do in his life. And he's like, I think I would just want to be an influencer after this. And I was like, how yes. did this not bring the whole like exactly franchise like to its knees? Like that, yes. like that was the moment of moments for The Bachelor. Like that was, a, oh, I totally forgot about that moment. And I'm so happy you reintroduced it to me. <laughs> like it's like, I hope someone asked me one day what I want to be. And like, I'm just like an influencer, like just point blank. No, Wait. no reason. That's incredible. That's, it's been awesome. So Scout, thank you so much for sharing your journey and just bullshitting with me and really getting under the influence and talking about, you know, this really, really awesome topic that we feel strongly about, but also to just kind of really introducing us to you and all the amazing things that make you you. So I'm so happy that you got on here. I'm so happy for OKSIS. If you guys are listening right now, go subscribe, go leave her a review. Her and her sister are unfucking believable And I'm so excited to have you on my show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was absolutely amazing. I'm so excited. It's it's awesome. So thanks again, guys. And thank you, Scout, for going under the influence.